0: Welcome to Bitch Pop. We hope you lava this podcast. Ah. Uh, it was so cute. Uh, if you haven't seen Inside Out yet, there's a little short film in front of it, and they lava each other. They lava.
1: He wants oh. somebody to lava.
0: I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't
1: through that whole thing. It, it was too cute. It was so
0: cute. <laughs> I'm Jessica. And this is Katie trying. Hi! And also, if you like Bitch Team Alpha, you should check out Can't Talk. Join us at Can't Talk Media for geek culture, feminism, mental health support, and butts. In other words, all the shit we want to talk about. Find all the things at can't-talk.com. Alright, so this is Bitch Pop. (laughs) This time we're talking about summer movies. Woo. We're like, I don't know, a third of the way through summer, but
1: yeah. It's, it seemed like most of the movies that we were into seeing have come out now.
0: Yeah, that's sounds Like a good chunk of the ones that I was really excited about are That's out. legit. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about some of the summer movies that we've seen already, some of the ones that we're excited to see that are coming out soon, and maybe we'll talk about some of the ones that we wonder why they're happening. <laughs> That's <laughs> so nice that. Yeah.
1: We need like a little like song title that's like, why is this happening? And then like we talk about all the things we're upset about.
0: I like that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe just like that. We need just like a little chime in front of it. Yeah. Ding. Why, why is, is this happening? happening? <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, I think that's going to be really got good. We got it covered. For sure. Just
1: like edit, copy, paste that into every podcast from now on.
0: <laughs> I think we should really do that. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I do think we need like intermediate little jingles for like different sections we do in our oh, podcast. such a good idea. I know, but then we'd have to record them ourselves and then have these awkward recordings of us being like, eh.
0: "Uh, let's share. That sounds terrible." Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I guess we can start with Inside Out, since we talked about the lava thing. Yeah,
1: and we just saw it, like, five minutes ago. Yeah, also that. Yeah.
0: So, the lava thing, let's start with that, because it was adorable. It's
1: so cute. So, there's this
0: little short, because the Pixar movies all have those little shorts in front of them. Um, this one was called Lava, and it was about a volcano who just wants someone to lava. Oh, my God. <laughs> so and the
1: whole thing was in song.
0: Yeah. And it,
1: I don't know, it must be, like... Do you think it's based on, like, a Hawaiian myth or something? Oh, I don't know. Because it had... I don't know, because near the end it was like, so that's the story of how this island formed, because there's, like, an island where there's two volcanoes.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I know, I remember when I lived there, there were a lot of... Myths like that. There was one that I loved because there was this island that we could swim to. Anyway, not important. No, I want to hear the myth now. <laughs> it was, I mean, the myth is basically just that there was a person and like his hat got stuck on the water. And then because of the, the like hill thing, kind of looked like a hat. Ah. Anyway. It was the
1: Hat Island. <laughs> and you went there and you bought hats. Exactly. Is that how it that's went? exactly
0: how it went. <laughs> it was like when we were kids because that's, I learned how to swim when we lived in Hawaii. Um, and the teacher would always be like, "Don't go past the island." And like the big kids, sometimes would say like, "I'm gonna swim out to the island," because it was kind of a joke. Cause the island was like crazy far for kids. Mm. And some of the older kids were like, "I want to swim out to the island," and no one ever did. It was crazy far away. Mm. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> I know, it's like a hat. That's so cute. I love it. Mm. Mm. But anyway, I I will say though the one thing I didn't like about lava. Cause now, like now that this has come up, I can't unsee it. Is there recently a bunch of articles about how all of the women in Pixar have the same face? Yes. And they have all like. I that noticed same that face during shape. Inside Out too. Yeah, but even during Lava, like the male volcano was just like he looked like a volcano, but the female volcano looked like a woman. She
1: was way too hot for him. <laughs> 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 They're volcanoes. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes I'm sorry no I love it. <laughs> it's very true she was she was. too hot for him she was but I mean do you, I don't know that was just something that like as I was watching it I was like why does he just get to look like a weird blobby volcano but she has to look like a hot chick yeah like that's I don't know that I was noticed weird that too to it was
1: weird like she had like defined hair and, and like, like a defined
0: face even yeah it was even was that same beautiful. like Pixar face and then she was also like a tall, skinny volcano and he was sort of like a, a stumpy volcano and his face just like yeah. went into the rest of the mountain. I would
1: have been happier if she just looked also like a mountain. Yeah. And same. then had like eyelashes.
0: Yeah. I would <laughs> have been like, cool. Yeah. It's a small thing, but like I noticed it and I was kinda like, Oh, why did they do that? That's mm-hmm. like it seems like extra effort to make be like, make sure the female volcano looks like a hot lady, but the male volcano can look like whatever yeah. it doesn't matter. Anyway, Inside Out was really good. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had dad bod. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying I mean, to come up with, like, a volcano pun for... He had...
0: Dad-tall. Because it's called an, at, an atoll? Atoll? Oh. When it's, like, a sunken... Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Like, when, when it showed him right before she came up out of the water, that's called... It's A-T-O-L-L. Huh. But I don't actually remember how to pronounce it. That tall body. <laughs> <laughs> that body. I think that worked. <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But yes, but it was cute overall. It was really cute. I was like almost in tears. Oh my gosh, right. Which is so dumb. I actually I actually did cry.
0: <laughs> I know, because you're like, no. <laughs> anyway. But I knew I was going to cry from the trailer, and my friend had such a good explanation for it. Because in the trailer, like every time I saw the trailer for this movie, I was like, oh my god, it's going to make me cry. I'm already like kind of messing up a little bit. And it's because there's that moment... Where they're all hugging, like, on the floor. And my friend was like, you know people only hug like that when it's serious. Ooh. People don't just, like, get on a hug like that on the floor and look so relieved and happy and sad to be together for, like, they're normal stuff. They're not like, stuff. yay, the
1: pizza's here.
0: <laughs> right. hug on the floor. Right? Like, it's something like, just super did that intense. Although when the pizza got here. I mean, thought unrelated.
1: But that's because we're super hungry. And <laughs> yeah. It was serious shit. <laughs>
0: But do you know what I mean though? So like, no, even yeah. like watching the trailer I was like, oh, I'm already feeling kind of oh sad. Oh my god. <laughs> it was good though. I really liked it.
1: Yeah. Cuz cuz we both have been through changes lately like in our lives.
0: Yeah. to, like say like <laughs> I was like is this a particular period? Yeah. <laughs> well yeah, but
1: also just like in general, like, life is moving forward. That's true, yeah. And so this, to me, was I, like, identified with this little girl. Like, when mm-hmm. she was like, how do I handle this? My family just moved, and I was like, nope. Can't. Yeah, that's, it was
0: intense. Too much. But also I loved, okay, so this, I don't know, should we get into spoilers, or should we? I think we should try and avoid okay. spoilers. Well, let's. what if we
1: do, like, the first half, no spoilers, and then we'll do, like, spoiler for the movies we really want to talk about.
0: Okay, that's uh, like fun. the
1: last twenty minutes.
0: Okay, so yeah. people could turn it off if they don't want to hear the spoilers. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's good. Because my favorite part of the movie was like basically the end of it, um, and I want to talk more about it, but I don't want to spoil it. So yeah, we'll come back to that.
1: Yeah. So go see Inside Out. It was really, really cute.
0: I cried. I cried like a baby. Oh.
1: But it was. I mean, I knew I was gonna love it. Like it's just yeah. one of like a Pixar movie. Like right. you're gonna love it. Amy Poehler was so good as the voice. Oh, she was And amazing. Mindy Kaling. I, just, I love her. Oh, my God. I loved that whole thing. <laughs> she was so funny. She was amazing. I do mm. want to talk about, this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer, mm. but gender. Because mm. as the mom, all her emotions were female. Mm-hmm. And then the dad, all his emotions were male. And even, like, when they went through to other people, they all had, like, c- cisgender <laughs> emotions. Like... Um, but the little girl had male and female oh, I thought emotions. Her,
0: like, the, her classmate, that went, I think it went into, like, two of her classmates, and I thought they had well, oh, those two, maybe. I don't remember. Because I was thinking maybe it was something that, like, when you're young and you're trying to, like, work on your identity and, like, include in that as gender That's what identity. I was wondering,
1: yeah, if but that was yeah. part of it, like, before you hit, like, puberty and start to, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I thought that was just, I. I don't know. I liked that. I liked that. I liked her emotions and their representations. I
0: did too. I liked it was that was good. Lot. Mm-hmm. I also liked that it wasn't. I mean, there's still that like. I feel like there was sort of an odd thing going on with the the scene from one of the earlier trailers. that was like them eating dinner. Um, And I remember when I saw that trailer, I was kind of like, that seems awfully sexist, doesn't it? Because it was like the dad wasn't paying attention to what the mom was saying, and then he, like, put his foot down and everything else. Um, And that moment was still kind of weird in the movie for me, and I think part of that was because through that whole thing, the mom just didn't say anything. Like, through the dad, like, messing everything up and, like, yelling at the kid, yelling at Riley, the mom was just, like, there on the side not doing anything. I was kind of like, that's weird, right? Wouldn't she say something? And I felt like that a lot with the mom, that it was usually, like, Riley and her dad kind of started stuff, and then the mom would kind of, like, join in.
1: Yeah. Or she would, like, like, she was, like, apologizing for the dad, and she Mm -hmm. was like, we need to support your dad, kind of, which was kind of weird. But I did like that the dad was, like, really invested and, like, caring, and was like, they were both parents Mm -hmm. together, which Mm -hmm. is, like, a cool thing to see in a movie, because... Especially in Disney movies, because usually there's just one parent to begin with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's usually the dad. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just kind of nice to see, like, he wasn't really, like, a stereotypical dad. Except for that one part. Yeah. But, um,
0: he was really, like, caring and sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did like it. I really liked Inside Out. It was cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, also, should we do favorites?
1: Because my other favorite is Mad Max, and I just saw that again last night, and I wanted to talk about it. Cool. So if you haven't seen Mad Max Fury Road yet, you definitely need to. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you have. Like, I feel like enough people have talked about it now that everybody's seen it. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good, and Furiosa was so amazing. And all, Like, I really actually liked the other female
0: characters, too.
1: Especially, yeah. like, on the second viewing and seeing how, like, distinct they are from one another. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really
0: cool. Yeah. I also, I feel like I just always love Zoe Kravitz. Wait, who's that? She was the, um, one of the wives. Mm. She was also. Was she the one that, like, gave her the look
1: when she was having contractions? Because that mm-hmm. was my favorite wife. I made that decision.
0: Cause the black one is what I'm talking about.
1: And she's the one that does the inventory and stuff too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Because there's that moment when they're like trying to be really quiet, and then the pregnant one's like, "Ah," like she's having a contraction. (laughs) And the one just looks at her like, ah, this shit again. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably Zoe (laughs) Crafts. It's like still one of my favorite moments in the whole movie. Because she's just like, oh my God, get it together. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I loved... I don't know. I love that whole movie. I feel like I should have more to say about it, but I don't want to, like, get into spoilers, I guess. hmm We'll come back to that one, too. Yeah. I will say there was just a Furiosa comic release that gave some background on Furiosa.
0: hmm
1: It was okay. <laughs> I would read it. Like, if you're as invested in Furiosa as I am, I, you, can, you can check it out, because the art was really good. Um... And there were some cool little things about it, but... Yeah. Yeah. But for a really good review of Mad Max, you should watch the Lacey Green video.
0: I'll mm. put a link in the description. Did you end up watching that? I don't remember if I did or not. I'm pretty sure I did, but I don't know I remember it now.
1: It was, she was just talking about, like, the feminist aspects of it, and she made some really great points because she talked about how they don't concentrate on, like, the sexual violence against the women at all. That's right. Yeah, and she talked about how, like, there's, like, a world where there's only women, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't quite work either, Mm -hmm. and so what really was successful is, like, the men and women working Working together together. and realizing that they're equals, and that was, like, the metaphor between Max and Furiosa, that they were equals, Mm -hmm. and he respected her and knew that she could take care of herself, but also was, like, helping out the whole time. Mm
0: -hmm. He was an ally. Nice.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was a really good review of it. Yeah.
1: Lacey Green, so on point. (laughs)
0: Um, But also, maybe not one of my favorites out of this list, but uh, I just saw the other day Dope that also had Zoe Kravitz in it. Mm. Um, And I did really enjoy Dope. It was a pretty good movie. Um, I will say it did have a problem with some of the women, uh, just in terms of it really bothers me in movies and just in like media in general when there is a guy who just like puts a woman on a pedestal and is like Mm. obsessed with her and thinks she's amazing and is just like wants nothing more than to be with her. Uh just I it's just like something that bothers me. And that definitely happened in this movie. Ooh. And also there's a lot of a girl who is naked um which turned out turned into something really funny when she got high and then there was this whole thing going on, but that scene was still pretty problematic. Um but overall it was a really good movie. And
1: What's the plot of
0: Dope? So, the plot is basically the main character Malcolm, he is like a straight A student. Um, he and his two friends are like super obsessed with 90s hip hop culture, uh, which is because when I saw the trailer, I didn't know that that's what it was. Like, I didn't know that they were obsessed with 90s hip hop culture. I thought it was the 90s <laughs> because that's how like into it they are. Um, like, He has a high top fade. It's, it's all of it is amazing. Um, but anyway, so he is applying to Harvard because that's, like he's a senior in high school and he's applying to Harvard. That's where he wants to go. Um, and just sort of, like, through a weird series of events, he ends up with, uh, someone else's, uh, what is, Molly. What is Molly again? Ecstasy, I think. Is it ecstasy? I thought it was something else. I think it's basically ecstasy. Okay. Well, yeah, so he ends up with, like, a drug dealer. We're very ignorant
1: of drugs. (laughs) Yeah,
0: right. (laughs) I don't, whatever Molly is... Um, there's a drug dealer who, like, puts some of it in his backpack, along with a gun. And then, so then Malcolm is freaking out, because, like, he's never been involved with, like, drugs or guns or anything like that, and he doesn't really know what to do. So he's just trying to get this taken care of, and then make it to his, uh, alumni interview, because the interview will help him get into Harvard. Um, and it's basically him, like, trying to get rid of these drugs while all these things are happening, and all these people are after him, and all this craziness. And actually, I just remember there's a part of the plot that was never resolved, these people, like, there are these two guys who were after him the whole time, and I feel like that that never turned into anything. Who are those guys? They never explained who those guys were. I just remembered that. Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> there were these two mystery guys who were after the drugs or something. But anyway, so it's him, like, trying to get this all worked out and, like, get his alumni interview, um, and also get the girl and all this other stuff. It was good, though. It was really funny. I, I want to see dope. it. Yeah. And Zoe Kravitz was gorgeous, because she's Zoe Kravitz, and she's always gorgeous. What else is she in? Um, she was in Divergent. She was the, f- the best friend. I didn't see Divergent. Um, she's, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. I don't remember what all she's been in.
1: Hmm.
0: She also is in a band called Lola Wolf. Awesome, yeah, so I want to see Dope. Yeah, it was great. You should go see it. Um...
1: Jurassic World? Should we mm. skip to that, or should we
0: wait? We can talk about Jurassic World.
1: Okay. Jurassic World, I liked it! Mm-hmm. I feel like I agree with your review. So Jessica wrote a review about it on Mm-hmm. And it was spot on.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I so I was telling you this the other day, but a friend of mine the other day made a really good point about my feelings about Jurassic World. So I was telling him that I, I liked it, but I was disappointed in... Like the, the sexism, like misogyny in it, mm. um, and he was saying like that has to feel like a personal insult to you because it would have taken so little for you to love this movie, and now you're struggling to enjoy it because of all these other issues. And like that's absolutely, that's so on point. It does feel like a personal insult because it would have been so easy. Like even the other Jurassic Park movies didn't have these problems with gender. Or at least mm. not to the extent that this one did. I will say in Jurassic Park 3, the the woman... The, I forget her name, but the mother of the little boy who went missing, like, she was questionable. But overall, she was fine. But, like, with this one, like, what's going on? Jurassic World people. I agree. Well,
1: it just seemed like... Because I think we have this discussion was... So, the first movie, there's, like, like, this side story that Dr. Grant is, like, learning that maybe he wants kids. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially... Claire is Claire, right? Yeah. That's her storyline in the movie, too, except for that he's never treated like if he doesn't want kids, then he's a monster and he's a terrible person. Right. Where she gets that reaction from, like, everyone. Yep. And then on top of that, it was, like, her entire arc. Like, there wasn't really, mm-hmm. I
0: don't know. Yeah.
1: But I do actually, so, like, I love Bryce Dallas Howard. I do see And that. a lot of people were like, she didn't have any character, and I don't really think that's true, but I think all of her characterization just came from the actress, because she has so much personality mm-hmm. that it kind of, like, shined through. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, none of it had anything to do with the script. Like, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. I really liked Bryce Alice Howard in that role. But I, I, I would have liked her so much more if if not for that weird storyline going mm-hmm. on. Where basically, yeah, her entire arc was like learning that she won't be complete without a family. Right. And I just think that's bullshit. So, I don't know. It just sucks for like people like me who don't think that they want kids. Like, I haven't really thought a lot about Wait, it. Wait, What? <laughs> Don't worry, honey. You'll change <laughs> I'll your have mind kids later. Yeah, yeah. you'll I mean, figure like, it the out. The thing is I haven't thought a ton about it cuz I haven't really had like a serious enough relationship that I can think about having kids like in a long time. And even that, like we were still young enough that we weren't thinking about kids. Yeah. So, like the idea of having kids doesn't appeal to me. Like I'm not interested in having kids. And like maybe if I'm with someone who wants kids, my I'll change my mind, but like right now I can't see myself ever wanting to have kids. Or if I do, I'll adopt, like, older kids. I definitely don't want to have babies of my own. That does not sound appealing at all to me. Um, And it doesn't bother me. Like, I I get that other people do want kids. But it also, like, it bothers me that in the movie, that whole thing was, like, she didn't want kids. She wanted to, like, be dedicated to her career. And she was good at it, you know, until the dinosaur escaped, but whatever. Like, that, things happen. And actually, technically, that wasn't her fault, so. It wasn't. It was. It was not her
1: fault at all. Awkward military guy's fault.
0: Yeah, like why would you go through the one big door that the one door that the dinosaur could get through? Mm-hmm. Why is that the door that you run through? Oh, there yeah. aren't other doors that you can try. It's just the one gigantic door.
1: Dinosaur-sized door. Yeah.
0: Just, what is this your first day? <laughs> Seriously, the one door. You, the just literally the one escape option the dinosaur had, and you open that up. Whatever. It's none of my business. Things happen. I'm just saying that guy was an idiot. Mm.
1: No, I agree. But I mean, that's been a theme in all the Jurassic Park movies, right? That's but... true. Is
0: that someone is a huge idiot? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, Bryce that <laughs> Howard.
1: Yeah. No, I totally agree. I don't like because I don't. I don't have any problem with mo- with. Like maternal instincts and stuff being shown right. on screen. Like when it first happened, I thought maybe it would be a little bit about like her bonding with the kids, and I was right. totally fine with that. Or like that thing with her sister. Like I thought maybe she would realize she needed to like connect back with her family that's already there. Exactly. And I would have. been I was fine with that. Same like that here. that phone call with her sister. I really liked that, which is when it passed the Bechdel test. Mm-hmm. Even though I guess they kind of are talking about the kids the whole time, but they're also kind of talking about. Bryce Dallas Howard's character.
0: Yeah, and they also talk about like their mom and stuff. Yeah, so exactly. It they have
1: one back and forth where they're talking about her mom, so mm-hmm. I feel like definitely... Mm-hmm.
0: But actually, remember that it passes the Bechtel test because all the dinosaurs Because all the dinosaurs,
1: and they clearly talk to each other.
0: <laughs> Although, we, we can't say for sure if they talk to each other about something other than a man. And really, the only That's named true. dinosaurs are the Velociraptors, and they're probably mostly talking about Chris Pratt. They
1: were! That one conversation they had with Indominus.
0: Indominus Rex. Rex. It was definitely they about like, Chris Pratt. It was
1: about Chris Pratt because they keep looking back
0: at him like this guy? That yeah. one? Like, are we talking about him? Him, right? The, oh, the, my God. Let's all look at him. That's who we're talking about. See? They're ta- it, it doesn't, doesn't pass, pass the, the- dinosaur Bechtel test. Bam. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ah, it must be hard when you're a raptor and your whole life just has to revolve around some man. Mm, I'm saying. And you're just like, I just want to murder this goat <laughs> that
0: got into this pen with me. Yeah. It's, it's a hard life for a raptor.
1: <laughs> Aw. Oh, no, I'm sad. <laughs> the little sad character in my brain is pushing
0: the button (laughs) (laughs) amazing as Um, long as she's voiced by Phyllis Smith it doesn't bother me she was so good I loved
1: her oh my god she was so funny I love it
0: yeah so Jurassic World Mm mhm so yeah I liked it overall just like on principle but there were also like it was really hard for me to enjoy it because so much of the story was like Claire, quote unquote, learning that her life wouldn't be complete without a family of her own.
1: Right. Well, and even the whole thing was so underdeveloped. Yeah. Like, I feel like if they had addressed it even a little bit
0: more, but that would have been worse, maybe. I don't know. Right. It's so hard to say. It's just a weird thing to do. Because,
1: like, A, it was just tacked on, or it Mm -hmm. seemed really tacked on, that they were like, oh, we need to actually, like, develop at least one character. Mm -hmm. It can be her. How do we develop it? She realizes she wants kids, I guess. Which, again,
0: is essentially a Dr. Grant story in the first movie. Well, except that even then, you don't necessarily see him deciding that he wants kids, because he ends up not no. having any. It's just him, like, bonding with the kids and kind of learning about, I don't know, learning something about, like, his study of dinosaurs. I don't know that I could put into words what exactly he learns, except right. that dinosaurs are dangerous. <laughs>
1: nature finds a
0: way yes that's the that's the lesson nature finds
1: a way to make ladies want
0: babies (laughs) oh my god that's it that's because the whole message of of jurassic park is that life uh finds (laughs) a way (laughs) that was the message in jurassic world that life finds a way and sometimes the way that it finds is convincing someone who thinks she doesn't want kids that really, what is she if not a mother? Life finds a way into your uterus. Exactly. That's, That's the, the lesson. What's the takeaway? <laughs> it was very disappointing. Yes. Is my point. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't know. Like, again, like I did still enjoy it. I'm glad that I saw it. But it, like, that part of it was just so upsetting. I don't know. On the other end of the spectrum, though, we're just gonna move right along here with Spy. Yes, I loved Spy. I love
1: Spy too. It's so good. It was
0: amazing.
1: Also, a re- good review written by Jessica. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I really, I really liked Spy. There was a lot going on in it, and there were like there was the part with Aldo that I was kind of like, okay, let's move yeah. past this. But at the end, like, I did still really enjoy the whole movie. Me
1: too. And also, you made a good point that like. It was a reflection of things that women have to deal with in the workplace. And Mm -hmm. so, like, Aldo is, like, that stereotypical guy that's just hitting on you and you're just trying to get your job done. Mm -hmm. And then there's other guys who think that you're, like, not capable just because you're a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, And they won't take you seriously even when you're, like, killing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, ah, uh, it was so good. It was so mm-hmm. funny. Yeah.
0: I will say a lot of the funniest parts were from Melissa McCarthy and Jason Statham's characters. Oh, inter- my God. Dying. They were so every... funny.
1: I, mi- I need, to, need to see it again because I missed. I would hear, like, the first joke and then be laughing really hard and then miss <laughs> every single thing they said after that. That's legit. We should, yeah. I
0: mean, to twist my arm, I don't We'll see it again. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me
1: so... Excited for Ghostbusters! Oh my god, yes! Because it's the same guy who's writing and directing it, and Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon. They released pictures on set recently.
0: Did you see those? Oh, I saw that they released pictures, but I didn't look at the pictures.
1: I'm so there were, excited there were for only like three, but it was like, and Leslie Jones wasn't in them yet, which was kind of a bummer. Mm. But it, they might do kind of like they did with the first Ghostbusters, where she comes in a little bit later, I guess that's what Ernie Hudson—that's what happened to him in the first one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just speculating because she wasn't in the pictures. But um,
0: maybe female Ghostbusters will literally just be a remake of Ghostbusters, just like a the exact it's the same, same shot for shot remake. I'd be fine with that.
1: Oh, and I—they cast somebody to be like the receptionist character, Chris Pratt.
0: Yes. No. Or no, it, it no. was Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. It was oh my God.
1: Yeah. I'm so excited for I that. I want, because, so I'm pretty sure Kate McKinnon is like the Egon because mm-hmm. I, she was wearing like a science looking jacket and her hair was all crazy. Uh, and so then if, if Chris Hemsworth hooks up with Kate McKinnon, I'm going to be so happy. That would be like <laughs> the most hilarious hookup of all time. <laughs> I can't. I'm
0: so excited. Oh my God. I'm so excited for Sisters too. It's going to be so good. Yes.
1: Mm. And Dan Aykroyd came out and said that he was really excited for it. Yeah. And then when they asked him about the male one, he, like, redirected and was like, but anyway, I'm so excited about the new Ghostbusters, and it was great. Yes. Fantastic. I still love you, Dan Aykroyd.
0: <laughs> Speaking of awesome ladies and movies, Tomorrowland. It was so I didn't good. See it. I Yeah. I won't talk a lot about it, because I know you haven't seen it, but it was so amazing. I loved it a whole lot. Um, One thing I will say is, like, it passes the Bechdel test so hard. There are two different characters who pass the Makamori test, um, which is really exciting. And also in the trailer, something that you kind of miss out on is that there are actually three main characters, not just two. Because in all the trailers, it seemed like it was just um, the two people, like the older guy and the teenage girl. But there's also another girl who's one of the main characters. Um, and you don't really see that in the trailers, but she is so fucking cool. That's awesome.
1: She is so badass, and I love her. That's awesome. Yeah, I need to see it for sure. hmm Man. That's and then good. one I saw that you haven't seen yet that we need to watch, Welcome to Me, which is... Yes. Stars Kristen Wiig, and I think it was like straight to iTunes or something. I couldn't really figure it out, but I bought it on iTunes, and it's really good. It's So, did you see Skeleton Twins? No. So, that's the one that she did last summer with Bill Hader, and it was, like, another, like, dark comedy. Mm -hmm. And it was good, but this, it was way more serious than comedy, but this one, I feel like, walked that line a little better. Because, essentially, it's, like, she has um, borderline personality disorder, and she wins the lottery, and it's, like very thoroughly convinced that she won the lottery because she, like, believed in herself. Like, she's obsessed with Oprah, so it's, like, she won the... She secreted herself to the lottery, and... That's
0: amazing. Yeah,
1: and so she, like, buys a slot on this TV station so that Mm -hmm. she can make a TV show. (laughs) She wants to be like Oprah and explain to everybody, like, how they can improve their lives like she has. Um... But I think they call her. I think her mom calls her an emotional exhibitionist because that is it. That's what the TV show kind of ends up being: is her just like expressing all the insane emotions she has all the time, and like I don't know, it's really good. It, yeah,
0: it looks so good. I definitely need to watch
1: that. It was really dark, like it really was, but there was enough funny things in it that it like balanced out really well. And Kristen Wiig was amazing in it. Obviously, when isn't she amazing? I know she's mm-hmm. the greatest. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, welcome to me. Check that so one
0: good. out. Um, we already talked about Avengers before, right? Yeah. We yeah, we did a, a whole podcast, podcast about it, which you guys should check out. Yeah.
1: But I put it on the list cuz it is the big summer movie. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: thought it, it was good. Yeah. I liked it. I wanted more Scarlet Witch. Me too. Because how could I not? She was amazing.
1: I have heard since then and I can't remember if I knew this when we did the podcast, but that that group of like the new Avengers team that you see at the end, that they're going to be in Civil War. Okay. So that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I liked that group of mm-hmm. people. I did too. That was a good group. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Civil War sounds like it's going to be really cool. And I think we're still holding out hope that Spider-Man will be in it.
0: Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So there are all those weird deals going on or whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, they definitely have Spider Man for at least, a, I think, Infinity Gauntlet, but mm-hmm. I think they're trying to get him at least for a Cameo and Civil War, but I don't know.
0: What if. Here's a great workaround to that. What if they don't put Spider Man in it? They just have a guy whose name just happens to be Miles. Mm. Unrelated. He's there, and he has the powers of a uh, arachnid. Who knows how that happened? You know my
1: wish for the movie. My wish is that they don't reveal that Spider-Man's in it. And then, because a big thing in the comics in in Civil War is that Spider-Man reveals his identity. Mm -hmm. And I want that to happen. Like, Spider-Man's in it, and you don't know who the actor is until he reveals his identity. And then it's Donald Glover, ideally. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Legit. I mean, I like that, too. And I think that would work, too, if if he just never revealed. If he was just always in the mask, and you never got to see the actor. That
1: would be cool, too. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, I I mean, I don't think they'll do my... Although Marvel Universe, like in the comics, now Miles Morales is officially Spider-Man. Like after Secret Wars is over, mm-hmm. Miles Morales is Spider-Man. Nice. No question. Good. Yeah. Still mad at Secret Wars though.
0: Yeah. It's
1: ruining my life.
0: <laughs> There's only Secret Wars.
1: so Secret Wars. <laughs> I like it. I was making Sam read that editorial I wrote, and like one of the things I say at the beginning is Marvel keeps saying there is only Secret Wars, and Sam was like, "What does that mean?" And I was like, "I know that's <laughs> is what I'm saying. I mean, it means that there's only Secret Wars. It means that if you like other things besides Secret Wars, too bad. There's
0: only Secret Wars." <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's terrible. Sorry, that's way off topic. No, I mean we're talking about Marvel stuff. Yeah, I feel like it counts. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy.
1: Mm. (sighs) To link Marvel and Mad Max, Charlize Theron said that she would want to be Captain Marvel. Oh my god, yes. That would be really good. Yeah. I mean, there's a million choices that would be great. That's true. But I really liked Charlize Theron because she's a little bit older. And so she would be like experienced, like on it, Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. That would be really cool. I like that. Awesome. So, the last one on our list of things that we did see was Pitch Perfect 2. Mm -hmm. And I liked Pitch Perfect 2. Personally, yeah. I thought it was good. There were a few like iffy jokes that were Mm kind of whatever. But overall, I thought that all the ladies in it were hilarious. Yeah. I love Anna Kendrick. Oh my God. I love Elizabeth Banks. I love it. Yeah.
0: I will say, is this, I guess it's not a spoiler because it doesn't happen. I don't know. The one thing that I was the most disappointed about was uh, whatever Flula Borg's character's name was that he and Fat Amy didn't hook up. Wait, which guy? Flula Borg, the guy from Das Sound Machine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I, I just felt like there was, like, that kind of, like, the same kind of sexual tension that she had with Scooter in the first movie she kind of had with Flula Borg's character, and I was just, the whole time I was waiting for them to hook up, And it doesn't happen, and I was kind of disappointed in how her story ends. Yeah. But, like, it was fine. I just, like, because I got it into my head. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to hook up, and it's going to be amazing. Like,
1: I was sad about how her story ended, but also my life wouldn't be complete without that scene of her in the canoe. (laughs) (laughs) And so I don't know how we would have gotten that, and that whole song number, like... That did not really fit into the movie at all.
0: No. It was Most weird. people watching
1: that I'm sure would have been like, What the hell is happening? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I was living for it <laughs> and I couldn't stop. It was my favorite thing in the whole world. <laughs> I just wanted to watch that. I just
0: wanted to watch that for two and a half hours. That's legit. I mean that that part was really funny. I just I think my problem with it was that like it felt like Amy was like, I guess I need to calm down. It was almost like Amy didn't want to like settle down, and then the movie was like, nope, and now Amy settles down. I know,
1: I agree. I I was bummed when I knew it was happening. Right,
0: exactly. But then the canoe thing.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, the thing about Pitch Perfect was, I don't think it's like a feminist movie. No. Like, I wouldn't say that there's like feminist
0: themes in it at all. I mean, I would say that it has some feminist themes. Yeah, because definitely would it's near the end when they're, like, like girl power. Right, because so much of it is them, like, having to find to find their sound again. And they mm-hmm. do that by, like, coming back Sister together. Because that was a problem, is that they were kind of, like, falling apart. And they had to remember, like, what they meant to each other in mm-hmm. order for things to work.
1: That's true. I did like that. That mm-hmm. was very, like, Babysitter's Club. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: But, um... But I just... I, I guess my thing is I just think like funny women are amazing Mm -hmm. and they should be allowed to just be funny.
0: Yeah. Like I just
1: think like funny dudes get to just like go make movies all the time and the whole thing is just look how funny we are. That's like Mm -hmm. 90% of comedies. Mm -hmm. And so I love that now there's a little bit of a trend where like women who are funny also get to do that. They just get to go be like, no, we're going to make a movie where we just talk about how funny we are. Yes. And it's my favorite. That's what Spy was.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know
1: Spy wasn't written by a woman. But, it,
0: like, it was so the good, whole though. thing
1: was just, look how funny Melissa McCarthy is. And she's so hilarious. And also her friend, who I don't know the name of that actress, but she was so oh, yeah. funny. Oh, well, i
0: figure out what it was now, because I knew what it was before. Yeah. But also, I love Allison Janney. She was the boss.
1: Yes, she I was so her. good. And even, I know this one, too. The The girl who was, like, the selfish, like, guy when she was guarding. Oh, yeah, Rose Byrne. Yeah, Rose Byrne, there yeah. it nice. is. She was like, so embodies. funny, yeah. Yeah. She was really, like, she was I terrible. Love her. <laughs> she was, like, so good at being terrible. It she was loved, amazing. And
0: I love that, like, they kind of, like, they had a really good relationship with each other, too. Like, mm-hmm. they respected each other. They did. Which is so good. I just, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Anyway, definitely go see Spy oh my if God. you haven't already. It yeah. was so good. It was really funny. Yeah, so now I guess we can move
1: on. So before we go into like spoilers of the stuff we've seen, Mm -hmm. we should do stuff that we're looking forward to and stuff that we're not looking
0: forward to. Yeah, I mean, we can start with stuff that we're looking forward to, and then maybe we won't have time. What in this list was I actually looking forward to? I'm definitely looking forward to Infinitely Polar Bear. Um, I saw a trailer for it like a while back. Maybe it was like a teaser or something. (coughs) Um, So I don't remember a ton about the story, Uh, but recently, I think it was the Mixed Remixed Festival Facebook page posted, uh, something on Facebook that was just like, don't forget about this movie coming out soon. Um, and basically, I think it's about, if my memory serves correctly, which maybe it doesn't, it's about a mixed-race family, and the dad in the family, I think, has bipolar, Mm -hmm. is bipolar, and it's sort of, like, dealing with that, and I might be remembering the trailer wrong. But I think that's what happened. That sounds good. But anyway, I will see anything with a mixed-race family, because that is my jam. All the way in. Mm, mm. Yeah,
1: um, Madame Bovary looked pretty good. Mm -hmm. We just watched a bunch of trailers before we started the podcast. Mm. And Madame
0: Bovary I could be down for. Yeah, and I like that it has a... I forget that actress's name, but she was also the lead in Jane Eyre.
1: Yeah, and she was was Alice in Wonderland, and the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland.
0: Yeah. Also, I think there's a sequel coming out soon. To Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well. Yeah, I feel that way too. What if Anne Hathaway's in it though? Yes. She made that movie. (laughs) And I know because when it first came out, we had to watch it all day at Blockbuster. I don't know why, but there was like a special thing because I used to work at Blockbuster. They know that, right? I I used to work at Blockbuster (laughs) and there was a special thing where we had to watch Alice in Wonderland like nonstop. That's crazy. So I saw that movie a bunch of times. I know that Paramount song that's at the credits. (laughs) (laughs) Paramore, sorry. Paramore. And yeah, Anne Hathaway made that movie that's the white queen she was so good anyway um there's not a lot i'm actually looking forward to on this list if we're being honest
0: um i far from the madden crowd i think is already out and i do really want to see it it looks i don't know it could go either way i feel like i'm definitely gonna see it is the thing um i'm super excited for straight out of compton
1: that did look really good. That trailer yeah. was amazing. Yeah,
0: I'm so excited for that movie. I mean like I don't know. I like that's I grew up with Doctor Dre. Like I feel like everybody knew who Doctor Dre was when they were a kid. Um and I'm just I don't know. I can't even describe how excited I am for this movie. <laughs> 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 um, and I love that in the trailer they were talking about because they're talking about the song Fuck the Police and there are people like, you know, you're glorifying Gang violence and all this other stuff Aww. And he, the response in the trailer is Our art reflects our reality yeah. And that's so relevant to what's going on today yeah. Which they even say there's, In one of the trailers there's an introduction With Ice Cube and Dr. Dre Yeah, I really and, liked that Yeah, And Ice Cube was like, yeah, like so much of what was going on Back then when we were first making this music Is the same things going on today Which is crazy to think about that yeah. It's just still the same shit going on yeah. But I, I really am looking forward To Straight Outta Compton which, if you haven't seen trailers for it, um, it looks like it's basically a movie that's um, showing how N.W.A. got started, um, and it looks so good. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, it looks really good. I, so, were Ice Cube and Dr. Dre, like, producers on it, or did they, like, help write it? I guess I don't know.
0: Of the movie? Yeah. Oh, I actually don't know either.
1: Because it's kind of their story.
0: Yeah, well, there are a couple people. Um, I'm not sure, like, what their role was in making it, um... I mean, probably they had some part. They were at least like advising just, the writers. Well, yeah, because in that
1: little like intro thing, they were like, "This is the time to, tear, to tell our story," and right. it kind of sounded like they wanted to tell it.
0: Right. Which so was cool. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I sure I'm sure they had to be pretty heavily involved with the creation of it. I haven't really looked and into it yet. That kid looks
1: just like Ice Cube. <laughs> is
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's legit. He does look very similar. That's he's definitely the right actor for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited for that movie. Anyway.
1: Yes. That looked good. Uh, Regression was the, uh, with um,
0: Emma Watson. Emma Watson.
1: That could be good. It's yeah. Like, it looks like it's like a horror movie, like a psychological mm-hmm. thriller. About uh, Emma Watson. Yeah. It's his character. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just about Emma Watson. <laughs> She's not in it. It's just based on her life. Fantastic Four, I feel like, could really go either way. Yeah. The trailer seemed good, but also did not seem like a superhero movie.
0: Yeah, I feel like the, the problem I'm going to have with Fantastic Four is I'm going to have trouble thinking of it as a standalone movie. Like, as something that's not related to other things that, mm. like, I've already read and that I've already seen. Um, and it's hard to do that with remakes anyway. Like, it's hard to kind of separate it from the... The movie that it's rebooting, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also hard to separate like comic book movies from the comic book. And this one has both things, Um, so I don't know. Yeah, and
1: I've never been like a huge fan of the Fantastic Four, even in the comics. Yeah, Um, same. But they could do it. Maybe it'll be good. The trailer seemed like it could be good. Mm -hmm. Mhm. Yeah. Um, and then Ant Man.
0: Meh. Yeah. It might be good. I mean, we've talked before about how they set up the Trinity Syndrome in the trailer. Yeah. And so that, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I, I want to wait and see. I was trying to explain that to one of my friends
1: because he was like, yeah, but she was like teaching him how to fight. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the point. exactly <laughs> the Trinity Syndrome. That's the exact thing. Is that she teaches She's, him. She starts out and she has more skills. And she teaches him, and then he surpasses her, and then quickly she becomes nothing more than a love interest. Yeah. Which is clearly what's going to happen.
0: hmm She's probably going to need to be rescued. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just... Yeah.
1: She's going to be a sexy lamp with a note taped to her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's going to be her role.
0: Yep. But that, And that's really what it looks like, which is so disappointing. I know. And it... Like, it's just crazy that that you see the entire trinity syndrome play out just in the trailer yeah like that shouldn't happen <laughs> so
1: funny to me though <laughs> but yeah we'll see yeah i feel like i've been not looking forward to this movie ever since edgar wright left mm-hmm. and I, like with everything i find out about it i just feel more and more justified in my <laughs> cynicalness that i've had against this movie from the beginning
0: that's legit so yeah yeah i think that makes sense I, something I am looking forward to that I know for some reason a lot of people aren't is Terminator Genesis. I feel like I've talked to a lot of people who are like, oh, it looks terrible, blah, really? blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, every time I'm just like, are you crazy? It looks so good. The thing I've heard the most
1: is that people are upset that they're se- it seems like there was a big spoiler
0: in the trailer. Oh, yeah. I am upset about that.
1: Although, with the new trailer that we saw right before, what, was it in Mad Max, I think? Um, it seems like that's actually like one of the things that happens very close to the beginning of the movie, and mm-hmm. then a lot of the plot follows that reveal.
0: It does seem like that, but I I don't know. I I mean, and this has always been my problem with trailers is I feel like they always reveal way too much. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's hard to say. But
1: there have been movies, I guess, where I thought that the trailer was like, here's the entire plot. Mm -hmm. And then I go and I see the movie and it's actually like, oh, no, that was just like the setup that happens at the beginning and I actually know very little about the movie. Like
0: Home. That was actually... I feel like a big part of why I loved Home so much is because I didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah. Because I did think the whole movie was like... The, whatever, I forgot what that race of aliens is called. was, like, them finding Earth. But that's actually, like, the first ten minutes of it. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the movie is something totally different. And I loved it. I really liked Home. Me too. And I fe- I kind of feel like I wouldn't have liked it as much if I had known as much as I did going in. And I wish more trailers did that. Yeah, me too. I wish more trailers just showed you, like, the setup. So you could be like, here's what to, like, here's the beginning. Now go see the rest. Yeah. I feel like that would be a way better way to do trailers.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe that's how Terminator Genesis will be.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Looks good, though.
1: Yeah, and it seems like they've really kind of worked out that whole younger version CGI. Seems like it's better. Oh, yeah. Than it was in, like, Tron Legacy. (laughs) Remember creepy, (laughs) uncanny valley Jeff Bridges from Tron Legacy?
0: (laughs) I try not to. (laughs) No, think about it. Picture that in your head. Also, creepy Patrick Stewart from, what was it? X-Men The Last Stand. Oh,
1: yes.
0: No. <laughs> you gave me creepy Jeff Bridges. <laughs> I see you, Jeff Bridges, and erase you, Patrick Stewart. Tom Hanks in the Polar Express. No! <laughs> I win. Oh my god, I think you do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that one's unbeatable. <laughs> He's so creepy. <laughs> It's not okay. Uh, <laughs> let us know in the comments if there's a creepier CGI than Tom Hanks in the Polar Express. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Um, Paper Towns could be good, maybe. The only thing mm. I know, so I saw the trailer for Paper Towns, and. Akila, obviously from YouTube, did a drunk book review of the book Paper Towns. Oh, really? And so I know approximately the plot of that movie because of that drunk book review that Aquila did.
0: I love Aquila. Mm-hmm. She's so funny. Um, I don't know. I am kind of not looking forward to Paper Towns, and also, I'm not really very familiar with John Green's writing. I haven't read any of his books. Me I neither. did not see The Fault in Our Stars. No. <laughs> I didn't feel like crying for two hours, so I didn't go see it. Um, but I, the trailer that I saw for Paper Towns looks a lot like that thing that I hate that I was talking about yeah. earlier, where there's a guy who, like, puts some girl up on a pedestal and is super obsessed with her.
1: Well, so actually, it kind of is about that a little bit. So it's oh, really? about, like, how he learns that she's not that. So it's, it's like, he he has her on this pedestal, and mm-hmm. because she's the popular chick... And actually, like, as the story goes on, he learns that, like, she has all these layers. And I don't think they get together even. I think, Oh, like, really? Yeah. And so that's why it could be interesting. Because that okay. is actually kind of what it's about. Is mm-hmm. that she's not just this perfect person that everybody thinks she is. She yeah. has, like, all these things going on.
0: That interesting. That makes her complicated. Oh. That could be good then. I don't know. We'll see when it comes out. Yeah, we'll see. I just like I don't know very much about it, and I guess actually this is that whole thing, right? I was just saying I would like it better if trailers didn't show that much, but in this case, it would have been better to show more,
1: right? Although, well, maybe I guess I don't know that for sure, and also like maybe the movie is not going to express that part of it, like maybe Mm -hmm. that's a nuance that Akila picked up because she's a genius, and that I believe that about Akila. The screenwriters aren't going to pick that up. That happens.
0: Also, I rewatched her video. Totally unrelated. I rewatched her video recently about uh, I think it's called like. Um, meet Your First Black Girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Right? Do you remember that video? Yes. And yeah. it is st- just, like, so fucking on point. <laughs> That's, like, every time I date a white person, like, for the rest of my life... I'm going to start it by showing them that video. I'm just like, here are probably all of your questions. Akilah (laughs) can answer them for you. And now we can start dating. Mm. Because it's so... Like, the beginning of every relationship I've had with a white person was basically that video. (laughs) And I feel like it would save me so much time to just start the relationship with that video and then go from there.
1: That seems good. Seems like a good plan.
0: Yeah. I'm a big fan.
1: She's fantastic. Where has she been? I feel like she hasn't put out as many videos lately. Right? I, love I miss her. you, Akila. <laughs> Come back to us. Because you Akilah. listen to this, and I know you do.
0: <laughs> oh my god, if Akila listened to our podcast, I would lose my mind. Yeah, that would be
1: <laughs> uh, that would be a big deal. Oh my god, I love her. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Yes. Um, Mr. Holmes. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. I like uh Ian McKellen.
1: Yeah. Is it like Is there kind of a mystical element to it? I wasn't sure.
0: It didn't seem like it from the trailer. It's hard to to say.
1: Because in my mind, what would be cool is that, like, Watson wrote this thing about how this mystery ended, Mm -hmm. and then Sherlock realizes that it's wrong, so he tries to rewrite it, and then it changes the course of events. Shit. But that's not what it is. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I just made that up. I walked away for a second in the, in the trailer there were like there was like furniture disappearing and so in my head I was like oh my god it's back to the future <laughs> I, I mean maybe and I, as, I wasn't as doctor as mr. Holmes is writing things out a woman's in a room and like her
0: furniture changes and she's like what's happening I don't I mean maybe <laughs> I would miss something and that is the what the movie's about. That's what it is about <laughs> Dare to dream,
1: <laughs> but Hollywood take that idea. <laughs> that one's for free. <laughs> that one's free. That one's on Katie. Take that. Also, this one. Somebody who's good at internet make a Morton Joe Young. Cause I, I (laughs) thought that was such an obvious thing. Like when I left the movie, I was like, oh my God, cause Charlize Theron's first movie was Mighty Joe Young. What a good idea. Just Photoshop that Mighty Joe Young poster where there's a giant gorilla and put a Morton Joe on there. And then (laughs) I was even looking up scenes from Mighty Joe Young. And there's this whole part where like Joe is like rampaging through things and then it cuts back to Charlize Theron just going, Joe! stop it! What are you doing? And I just think, like, that would be perfect. Like, intercut things of, like, a Morton Joe being crazy, and then Charlie Theron, like, all young and blonde, like, no, Joe, why? Amazing. If I were better at things. Who could do that? Ben McNally, you could do that.
0: would <laughs> no, he could. He's a video editor. <laughs> Oh my god, amazing.
1: <laughs> and Morton and Joe Young. Somebody make that a thing.
0: I love it. I love that it. A so
1: full much. hour and a half feature film that I can watch.
0: From beginning oh my to god, end. I would totally watch that.
1: Yeah. yeah. I haven't quite decided if it would be would be better if they put Morton Joe into Mighty Joe Young, or if they put a gorilla into Mad Max. Shit. That would also be really good. That would
0: be super good.
1: And then like in the car chase, you just look back and it's a gorilla. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> just rampaging. Just <laughs> ah. and then Charlie Stern in the back going, Joe, stop. But then also Charlie Stern in the car driving away. Yeah. We just did it. Yeah. That's it.
1: And then, did you say Zoe Kravitz? Is that her yeah. name? Yeah. Zoe Kravitz is just rolling her eyes at young blonde Charlize Theron. Like, ah, uh,
0: <laughs> why are you like this? Uh, yes, that sounds perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there you go.
0: Somebody <laughs> on the internet.
1: made that happen. Uh, uh, so, I think the rest are just things we're not really looking forward to, right? Oh,
0: no, I, I guess I don't know how, how to feel about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon 2. Oh, yeah. I only just found out that this is gonna it's be a number two Netflix, today. right? Number two is?
1: I thought I heard that it was going, it was a Netflix movie. Oh, Netflix really? was paying for it, yeah.
0: Interesting. I, I mean, like, like I said, I literally just found out about it today, so I have no idea. But yeah, I would I would watch that. Yeah. I, I don't know what it's going to be about. I don't even totally remember the first one anymore because it was so long ago. But I want to rewatch the first one because I remember loving it when I was younger.
1: Man, Netflix delivers,
0: I think. Yeah. Like,
1: I feel like when they just set out to do something, they just throw money at creators. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And creators do it, and it's great.
0: I mean, it's not always great. It's not say. always. Just based on that one Adam Sandler movie that's not even out yet.
1: Wait, there's a Netflix Adam Sandler movie?
0: Yeah, the one with the Native Americans. Didn't we talk about this before? No? What what is it? I forget what it's called, but basically like Adam Sandler and like two or three other guys like are Native American and a bunch of like the Native American actors who are part of the movie and like the the Native American like consultant I think who was like helping to write the movie like they all walked off the set. Cause <gasps> it was so offensive. How, how, how have we not talked about this? I didn't know about this. This happened like months ago. Wow. Where have I been? I don't know. And but, it's and still it's ha- happening. I'm not sure. I haven't really looked into it in a while. I haven't heard anything about it since I heard about them all like walking off the set, um, and like I think like doing several interviews about like why they were offended and stuff like wow. that. Wow. The movie is called The Ridiculous Six. <laughs> Um, and it has, it's, like, Adam Sandler and, like, a bunch of other actors. Are they Um, all his best friends? Yeah, it's, like, all of his friends, uh, that were gonna be in this movie. Okay,
1: sorry. so it's called The Ridiculous Six.
0: Yeah. And I forget who all is supposed to be in it, but, like, it was this huge controversy. I just read
1: that next sentence, that was terrible.
0: Yeah, where they all walked off set because of these really offensive jokes. Yeah, it happened in April. Wow. That's okay. very upsetting. Yeah. I
1: hope that movie doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, I'm not really sure, like, what's happening with it now. Like I said, I haven't really heard anything about it. And I haven't looked into it at all. I, I'm, I, like, I didn't have any interest in it when I first heard. Because I think he signed on to make, like, three or four movies was the thing. And, like, this was, I think, the first one was this, the Ridiculous Six. Um, and even, like, from when I heard, like, oh, Adam Sandler's going to make a movie or three, whatever the case is, with Netflix, I was like, meh. Yeah, don't really care one way or the other. And that is I the whole thing. Like, like the
1: last like five movies he's made have all had like less than ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like have all been like ridiculously terrible. Yeah, but they still make an insane amount of money mm-hmm. because people just still like Adam
0: Sandler, I guess. Yeah, and that's the thing too is he's gonna be in that movie Pixels.
1: Yeah, so Pixels is on the list of movies that we might not care about.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like, it looks like it could be entertaining. Um, and I like that it has, you know, like, all of these games that I loved when I was younger. But, I don't know. It's kind of upsetting, like, when you see the trailer for a movie and, like, everyone in it is a dude. I don't know. Yeah. It just... I don't... It seems like there could be... Like definitely there there could be more going on in the movie that the trailer just isn't showing. We've already talked about this so many times in just this podcast. Yeah. Um, but just like based on the trailer, it looks like we need these four middle aged white dudes to save the world because they're the only ones who will be good at video games. I'm like, I don't know, that's true.
1: I mean, all these movies that are on my list of like things I'm not really looking forward to, they're just movies that like I'm gonna wait to see the reviews before I go see them. Right. Like, because I am kind of a slave to reviews. You're not at all. Like, (laughs) Jessica is much better at just being like, well, fuck that. I already know whether or not I want to see it. I'm a person. I will wait to see the Rotten Tomatoes score. I have... I have carefully indexed ideas of like the Rotten Tomato percentage versus genre that I will go see. It's
0: really like seriously, her system is intense because she explained it it to me one time, and I still don't totally. I mean, I I understand it, but I don't like know what's going on. It's just like my my
1: Rotten Tomatoes threshold changes based on the genre, right? So like a kid movie, it could have, for example, twenty (laughs) six percent.
0: And I would I go see what that. I is referring to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, like, an action movie with 26%, I will not go see that.
0: Mm-hmm. See, and I would go see a movie. I've never looked at the reviews before seeing a movie.
1: Which is probably a better way to be.
0: I mean, not necessarily, because it means that I'm willing to just, like, go to things like After Earth, for example. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm glad I saw that though,
0: and like
1: looking back on it, I'm so happy that the I saw that. This thing is—it
0: was a really entertaining movie. It mm-hmm. was just bad, yeah, but it was inter- Like I enjoyed the experience of seeing it. Awesome. So, the man from Uncle. It's like
1: Henry Cavill is so pretty,
0: and really, I could go either way with this movie because it looks like, like 1950s sexism. Um, but it could be, like, doing something with it. Like, it might, it might, like, have that at the beginning, and they kind of were, like, see, look how it like, with Madman? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it could be like that. And it really does look like a live-action Archer. Yeah, it like, does. when you see the trailer, like, that's exactly what it seems Maybe like.
1: Maybe without the funniness.
0: Right. I mean, it seems like there are parts that could be funny. It's yeah. It's hard to say. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see when it comes out. Um... Um, Hitman, Agent 47 I just, like My family has always had, like, this weird weakness For action movies Which is weird, because so many action movies are, like Straight up sexist mm. <laughs> Like, not even, like, I mean, the argument could be made But just, like, straight up, like, yes, that is very sexist Um, I was raised on, like, action and sci-fi movies <laughs> And my parents love Hitman They loved that movie
1: That's funny It's
0: really funny I don't
1: know if I ever saw Hitman
0: It. Was, I mean, it was it was an action movie is basically like my review of it. <laughs> so like, what you would expect from this an action movie, movie existed is what happens in a <laughs> hitman. <laughs> um, that was kind of also what I'm expecting with Agent Forty Seven. Is just like it is an action movie, and there's not really anything more or less to say about it than that. But I'm still gonna see it, and I'm gonna be upset about it. But I'm gonna see it.
1: Um, Mission Impossible probably a similar
0: similar feeling situation
1: for me. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'll be upset about it, but I'll go see it.
1: Cause Ghost Protocol was the last one. Yes. And it was actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, I like Ghost Protocol. Yeah. So Simon Pegg. Right? I like when Simon Pegg is in things. Same. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Um Minion seems really weird. Yeah. Like I'll probably Excuse me, I'll probably go see it. But I- it's like
1: I feel like I wasn't as into Despicable Me as everyone else in the world must have been. Same! Oh my god! (laughs) Because I'm part of this... Okay, so you know how sometimes two movies come out at the same time that are Mm -hmm. almost... They're very similar premises, and then one always wins. Mm -hmm. So, like, Golden Compass and Stardust. Or... uh, The Magic ones. The Illusionist and The Prestige. Like, one of them always wins. And... Megamind came out at the same time as Despicable Me, and Megamind is a far superior movie. Megamind is so good. I do
0: really like Megamind. I didn't realize those came out at the same time. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and Megamind was definitely the one that was, like, very overshadowed by Despicable Mm. Me. But in that situation, it was wrong, because Megamind is better.
0: (laughs) That's legit. Yeah, I I definitely feel like I'm not I'm I'm not as into Despicable Me as most, yeah. as many people seem to be, and I'm also not as into the Minions as apparently everyone in the world is. Right? Like the Minions have become like this their own animal now. Like they're they're like all of these things that are just the Minions, and there's yeah. all those commercials when you go to see a movie that's just the Minions doing stuff. There's it's like always been so crazy to me. Fan
1: art of literally everything in the world that's just. This thing as a minion. Yeah. So there's like Avengers as minions, there's mm. like X Men as minions. I'm like,
0: sure there's Disney Princesses as minions. Yeah. There's Disney Princesses' as literally there are Disney princesses as lukewarm bowls of water. I do love it. There are Disney princesses of That's everything. So funny. <laughs> Yeah, the of Bottom one is really good. It's really good. Did you see the Disney princesses as Velociraptors? Yes. That one is my favorite. That was really good. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) But yeah, like, it's so weird, like, how obsessed people are with the Minions, I feel like. And I I don't know if I'll see it in theaters. I might wait to see it. But a big part of why I want to see it is just because I have so many questions about it based on the trailer. Like, the entire premise of this movie is that the Minions will find the most despicable person and then follow them. And you see them with a lot of despicable people, like Napoleon, which, I don't know. There are some that I'm kind of like, I don't know if, I mean, you can make the argument that they're despicable. Like, I'm not trying to argue that Napoleon wasn't despicable. I'm saying, like, what did they use to judge that, I guess? Because, like, to Napoleon, Napoleon's not despicable. Right. To Gru, like, he was trying to be a villain. Right. He was like, I'm a villain. I went. I go to the villain bank to get a villain loan to do my villain plan. A villain, villain. Villain. But, like, I don't know. So, I had questions about that. And, like, the T-Rex, like, was he despicable or was he just trying to eat? Yeah. You know what I mean? But also, this has so many... This gives me so many questions about, like, so did the minions seek out, for instance, Hitler? Right. Because if they go to the most despicable person... Yeah. Hitler, right? Hitler would be... So, the minions worked and for Hitler. And if
1: they existed at that time and they weren't with Hitler, what are the implications of that? Did the, Did the minions think... Oh, he's not bad enough? Right. Like, pretty much either way you go, that's not, it's not good. It's not good, yeah. It's not a good situation.
0: So I'm wondering if the movie is going to be like, they go after people who are despicable, but who have hearts of gold or something?
1: I I almost guarantee you that the people who made that movie did not think about it that deeply.
0: I, I agree. Yeah. It's, and I think that, like, the movie is going to be about, them, like, them... Overcoming whoever the villain is, the voice by I think that's Sandra Bullock. Is yeah, which I'm
1: actually excited. Oh no, it's not Sandra Bullock. It's um Terry Hatcher. I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh, it's Sandra Bullock. Never yeah. mind.
1: For some reason, I thought it was Terry.
0: Hatcher. Maybe, the, maybe they're in it too. Um, but yeah. So I don't know. Like I'm curious to see how that goes. Yeah. But I don't know. I just have a lot of questions. I feel like about mostly minions. Are the minions ex Nazis? Yeah, mostly that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause also they even serve Dracula, oh, yeah. right? You know they what I mean? do
1: serve Dracula,
0: and so. like get him killed, but like
1: right, because they're bad at it.
0: Yeah, but I mean that's the thing. Like, so what do what do they use to determine like who's despicable and who's not? Because certainly, like in the book Dracula, Dracula is of course the villain, but right. also like from Dracula's perspective, he's not really a villain. Yeah. It's kind of just, like, a dude who's living his life, and then, like, some Mm -hmm. Mm jerk-off shows up, and, like, that jerk-off writes back home and is like, "They're a vampire or something, and so then he has to, like, go to the jerk-off's home and, like, seduce this woman, like, turn someone else into a vampire. It's this whole thing, and then he gets killed.
1: And it's a bit of, like, social commentary, too, because I guess I don't know what the situation is with the villain in this movie, but you're, you're saying that whatever she's doing is, like, the worst thing that anybody's doing. Right. At that time. Exactly. And you're like, well, that's probably not true.
0: Oh my god, another question. Because in the trailer they show you that, like, they were serving all these villains and that you didn't have a villain to serve for a really long time. So they go, like, to America to find another villain and they come to this girl. How long was that period where they didn't have a villain to serve? And was Hitler alive during that period?
1: Yeah. Maybe they went, and they were like, Hitler's the most despicable. They saw his painting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Got it. I mean, it was only a matter of time until Hitler's paintings came up. Yes. But do you know I mean, I, I feel like, like no, there's a thing, too, I, where they're like, is he I not agree. despicable enough? So, like, there are all of these and questions they, that I have that I don't think I'm supposed to have about this movie. And,
1: like, what is... What's the morality of these minions? Right. So, like... Are they, like, utilitarian? Are they just looking at, like, who's causing the most damage across everything? Or is there some kind of, like, innate badness in the world that minions have access to? Like, that they have the ultimate knowledge of what morality is and Mm -hmm. what is and isn't wrong. And they're not sharing that with anybody.
0: So, really, the most despicable is the minions. But also, what... I want to know what this villain is doing that she's the despicable one and like what kind of message that's sending that like the good guy, the good guys of this movie are the minions and their whole thing is that they serve evil people. Right. That seems like a bad message, right? It does seem like a bad message.
1: And I mean, really, because the minions, they're bad guys. Exactly. They're just cute and so everybody forgives it.
0: Yeah. It's like a meta commentary. I don't know what it is. I think it's <laughs> just a bad movie. Yeah. We'll see. It's a bad
1: premise. We don't know. <laughs> Again, maybe in the movie they explain this all away by saying that, like, these villains put out ads, like T-Rex put out, like a Craigslist ad looking for assistance.
0: And then you're like, oh, okay. Or an eggs list. I don't know. I try to do something that would make sense for T. T-Rex.
1: list. No?
0: Cretaceous! We were the worst.
1: Not the worst. We don't have any minions. Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) We can always feel better about ourselves that we don't have
0: minions. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that makes me feel better, per se. I feel like my life would probably be a lot greater if I had some minions.
1: It would, but it would also mean that the ultimate judgment has been cast upon you. Shit. And that you are (laughs) the most despicable. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. The ultimate judgment (laughs)
0: comes from the minions.
1: Comes from the minions. They find the most despicable person. Mm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then they still work for Gru after he goes good. Mm Mm-hmm. So what is he really doing in Despicable Me 2? Good question. Probably not. Just go into his daughter's plays. (laughs) Something fucked up is still happening in that house. (laughs) Despicable Me 3, secrets revealed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We should write movies.
1: We should write movies. So, get,
0: now we're getting into spoilers. So spoilers. if you haven't before, seen...
1: Let's say, because I want to... Let's do Inside Out spoilers.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, if you haven't seen any of those, you can end now. Mm. Beep. Okay, good.
1: Now that those <laughs> losers are gone. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so, I, so I, what, I, what I wanted to talk about with Inside Out, my favorite part of it was at the end when Joy finally realizes that you... That Riley doesn't have to just be happy. Uh-huh. That she can also be sad, and that, that sadness could lead to happiness. And that she can be, like, multiple things at once. And I I don't know. I felt, to me, that was super meaningful. Um, it's just, like, such an awesome moment where she has that memory where she's sad and happy. Mm-hmm. So that just happens to me so much, where I'm just, like, really sad, but I'm yeah. also happy. Yeah. And then I'm just like, this is confusing for sometimes me. Sometimes <laughs> you need to be sad. Like, that's such a good message to have. Right. It's like sometimes sadness happens, and it's not, you shouldn't feel more upset that you're already upset, and that you can't not be upset, because that's just going to make things crazy. Yeah. I did, like, I really liked that as a message. Like, it's I okay it to too. feel all these different things, and it's okay to feel them all at once. hmm
1: and I like, too, just the entire premise of a movie being about, like, complex emotions. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like there's this dichotomy that people place kind of falsely onto critical thinking which is like you can be logical or you can be emotional right and those two things are not mutually exclusive in Mm -hmm. fact like there are psychological disorders where people aren't connected to their emotions and it makes them basically incapable of making decisions because decisions are they're reinforcers like there are learning mechanism and Mm -hmm. so it's when people believe that they need to separate themselves from emotions in any way, it essentially, they're, they're taking away that shortcut to decision-making. Interesting. Which is really
0: important. Yeah. I also really like that moment... Um, when they're on the train, bringing like the facts and opinions, and they knock both boxes yeah. over. I'm like, they look so similar. And, like, it doesn't matter. It happens all the time. It's just like, it's <laughs> just like together. whatever. <laughs> Accurate. Oh, I feel like that, that, that so happens good. to a lot of people.
1: Did you feel like Bing Bong was gonna be a villain? I did, kind of. I don't. Why did I think that? I don't, I don't there was just this tiny part of me that was like, don't trust that guy. Right. Like through yeah. the whole thing. I think it was because he had very prominent teeth. <laughs> I don't really know why. There was just something about him that I, I felt like he was going to turn on them.
0: I kind didn't. of felt like it was because of the when he leads them through the shortcut that says danger, and then Sadness was like, we shouldn't go that way, well. and Joy ignored her. I was, like, she, like, Joey wants to trust anyone. Basically, she wants to listen to anyone but sadness. Because she's she's mad at sadness. She's annoyed with her, everything else. So she's going to listen to anyone else. And Bing Bong is going to, like, use that to his advantage and, like, lead them into some kind of trap. Mm -hmm. And so I did kind of think that, but I couldn't figure out, like, what that trap was going to be. Like, I was still having trouble figuring out, out, like, what his plan was. Yeah. And then he wasn't the villain. And then he died. And that was really sad. And Sam brought up that there
1: wasn't... A straight up bad guy in this movie, which is Mm-mm. cool, actually. Yeah. And so maybe that's why I thought that because I'm just so conditioned to believe that
0: there's kid movies a need million. a bad
1: guy, and there wasn't one, like it was just like their journey back,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and that was cool.
0: Yeah, I, 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 excuse me, I really liked it. Me too.
1: And the cat at the end that was the most hilarious oh thing of my whole life. The cat was so good. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, uh, so it shows the inside of the cat and, like, the cat's emotions and what they're doing, and, like, the joy cat is cuddling up to the sadness cat, and the sadness cat doesn't really like it and doesn't know what to do, and then the joy cat tries to go c- cuddle up to the mad cat, and it hisses, and it's like, oh, okay, and it goes back to the sad cat, and then the fear cat is just, like, smashing across the control panel. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> oh, I love oh, it, it. so funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Inside Out, so good. We didn't talk about We Are Your Friends. And as a millennial, I must say, (laughs) this movie looks fantastic. God, it looks so bad. But also DJs are cool. Drinking with your friends, going to electronic music concerts. nailed it we're the best millennials <laughs> am i a millennial i actually don't, I, know, I don't know what either. the cutoff is i was born in 1988 is that am i a millennial or am i something else <laughs> i heard the term ex Hmm. and then i was not within that either What? but i don't think i'm a millennial i don't feel like a millennial So anyway, the point is, go see We Are Your Friends. (laughs) I'm going to cut this out. (laughs) It's going to be amazing.
0: (laughs) Definitely going to cut this out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All the cool kids are going to go Facebook, Instagram,
0: hashtag wayf. (laughs) Let's just stop. What movies are you excited about this summer? Only this summer. Don't tell us about any other movies. Yeah. That's not what this is about.
1: Yeah, if you get up in here and you're like, oh, I'm excited for Star Wars. Fuck you.
0: (laughs) We're all excited for Star Wars, but it's not coming out in the summer. We don't need to hear about it, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, tell us what movies you're excited about, what movies you're not excited about, and the movies you've seen only from the summer. Hashtag way up. That's important. (laughs) You're killing me. She does not want to see this movie.
1: Everybody my approximate age wants to
0: see this movie, <laughs> God. I can't cut that stuff out. It's too good. <laughs> yeah. Leave so, it all in. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bitch Pop. We love you. And if you love us, you should find us on all of our social media. Like Twitter and Facebook. Uh, do we have other social media? We have Instagram. Oh, right. Instagram. We have Tumblr. Do we really? I don't
1: know. <laughs> I, think, I think we do, actually. I'm pretty sure we have Tumblr.
0: <laughs> we have Tumblr? I don't know. <laughs> um. uh, but yeah. Follow us on Twitter
1: at BTA Podcasts. Like us on Facebook. And subscribe on iTunes. And if you really like what we do, hashtag wayf.
0: Jesus. (laughs) You
1: can. Contribute to us us on Patreon, bros.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you really want to live in the valley your whole life? Or do you want to contribute to us on Patreon? (laughs) We are your friends. (laughs) <laughs> Bitched you out. Bitched you out. I just unrelated to that. I just texted my friend because he was telling me that he wants to get a Bing Bong doll the next time he goes to Disneyland, and I said I want a sadness doll, and he said you're a sadness doll. <laughs> You're so sad about it.